Today is January 24th, and the world is talking about what is behind abortion-on-demand legislation in America and why every Christian should care. You're listening to What in the World? A look at current events through the lens of biblical truth with Amy Travis. Before we dive in today, I want to tell you about the Stand Coalition, a brand new organization we created to help believers in Jesus to be able to push back against this godless culture. Please check us out at StandForGodAndCountry.com. That's StandForGodAndCountry.com. In honor of the 49th Annual March for Life Rally in Washington, D.C. this past Friday, and the first since overturning the historical Roe v. Wade case which legalized abortion nationwide, I want to take a minute to recap. In this article, we'll review how the biblical worldview leaves us no other option than to support life, why the billion-dollar abortion industry preys on vulnerable young women, and how pregnancy care centers around the country offer help, support, and hope to struggling young parents and families. I recognize that this is a very sensitive topic for many people for a plethora of reasons. Please know that there is always grace and forgiveness through Jesus Christ for our mistakes if we ask. This is certainly true for women who may have had abortions in their past. And to be clear, a frightened young woman who finds herself, for whatever reason, facing a difficult decision is not the problem. The powerful politicians and institutions who prey on her are the problem. Throughout our history in America, people of all religions and faiths have condemned abortion. There are a lot of social issues in America today that the Bible does not have any direct answers to, but the case for protecting innocent life isn't one of them. For example, Genesis 1 proclaims that God made man in his image. Exodus 20 records the sixth commandment, you must not murder. Proverbs 6 lists hands that shed innocent blood as detestable to God. And Psalm 139 declares boldly and beautifully how life begins at conception. Severe warnings are are given against those who would harm children in both the Old and New Testaments. Luke 17.2, for example, states, it would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Does your pastor have the courage to address the evil of abortion from the pulpit? If so, congratulations, you've hit the jackpot. If not, I encourage you to reconsider your tenure there. Yes, there may be many reasons why you stay at a particular church, friends, church ministry, location, etc. But think about this. If he or she neglects this basic tenet of the biblical worldview, what other issues are they compromising? I've heard many well-meaning pastors and spiritual leaders suggest that supporting a woman's right to choose is another way to show God's love to that individual. That approach, however, is very misguided. And here are three reasons why. Number one, there is no safe and easy way to terminate a life, period. Many young women are being told that chemical abortion, or the abortion pill, is a simple solution to their problem. The data, however, shows a completely different story. Between 2002 and 2015, emergency room visits related to chemical abortion treatments skyrocketed by 500%. Further investigation revealed that these incidents may be largely underreported because abortion providers often advise their patients to tell emergency room doctors that they are experiencing a natural miscarriage, 
when they are not. As a result, these ER visits are being miscoded and lives are being jeopardized. What's even more disturbing is the study covered the seven years before the FDA loosened restrictions to permit treatment to be taken at home without any type of medical supervision. This begs the question, why would the FDA continue to loosen restrictions on this drug rather than banning the treatment altogether? Could the pharmaceutical industry have a stranglehold on the FDA as well? Things that make you say, hmm. Number two, the laws governing abortion in the United States are extreme. Most other countries do not view abortion as a fundamental right. In fact, only seven countries permit elective abortions after 20 weeks of gestation. Of those seven, only three have no federal restrictions in place to limit the age of the child. Those countries are China, North Korea, in the United States. Let that sink in. Countries that outlaw abortion after 20 weeks of gestation include, but are not limited to, Albania, Armenia, Austria, Azerbaijan, Belarus, Bosnia, Bulgaria, Croatia, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, France, Georgia, Germany, Greece, Hungary, Iceland, Ireland, Italy, Kyrgyzstan, Lithuania, and more. That's just the first half of the alphabet. This raises a question. Why does the United States, one of the champions for human rights around the world, legalize late-term abortion when most developed nations do not? This leads us to number three. Abortion is a multi-billion dollar industry. The argument is no longer about whether or not the baby in the womb is even a human being. In July of 2015, Dr. Ben Carson made the most pervasive argument proving the viability of preborn children in a statement calling on Congress to stop funding Planned Parenthood. He said, if it's not a human being, then why are you harvesting organs from it? Although many Americans don't want to believe this is happening, tragically, plenty of evidence has surfaced. Committee members on a special House of Representatives investigating the claim that baby organs are being harvested and sold uncovered startling proof. According to the official report dated December 30, 2016, a researcher paid a middleman procurement company $3,340 for a fetal brain, $595 for a baby skull matched to upper and lower limbs, and $890 for upper and lower limbs with hands and feet. The report is, as you may imagine, very disturbing. If you want to know what's really behind the legislation of abortion on demand, just follow the money. So don't be fooled. Politicians and activists fighting to uphold abortion rights aren't worried about protecting a woman's right to choose. They are protecting their cash cow. Please understand that abortion isn't health care. It's genocide. Since its inception, the abortion industry was never intended to be healthcare. It was designed to exterminate the black population. Margaret Sanger, founder of Planned Parenthood, believed in eugenics. Eugenics supports the idea that a superior society can be created by encouraging procreation among the higher classes and discouraging it among the poor and uneducated classes. As a resident of New York City, Sanger first implemented her Negro Project by establishing a birth control clinic in Harlem, a predominantly black neighborhood in 1923. In short, Sanger sought to reduce or eliminate the black population through various birth control methods, including abortion. Even today, 62% of Planned Parenthood's abortion clinics are located in targeted neighborhoods where there is a high African-American population. Tragically, each year, more African-American children are aborted in New York City 
than are born. According to Dr. Alveda King, the niece of the great Dr. Martin Luther King, abortion is one of the most violent, reprehensible, discriminatory crimes against humanity. There is overwhelming evidence that many abortions have been performed to reduce minority populations in America. So as we wrap up, and in short, there is nothing pro-woman about abortion, but there is a better way. In contrast to abortion, life-affirming pregnancy centers care for both the mother and child from the womb to the tomb. These centers help approximately 2 million people each year by providing free services, including, but not limited to, ultrasounds, STD testing, pregnancy tests, parenting education, and trauma counseling. Pregnancy centers are growing in popularity and outnumber abortion facilities by 3 to 1. In addition, 400 maternity homes in the U.S. offer help, hope, and housing for moms in need. According to Heartbeat International, there are 3,000 of its affiliate pregnancy help locations worldwide. The group has received more than 5 million calls for their life-saving option line since 2003. The PRC network also hosts a worldwide directory of 7,000 life-affirming pregnancy help center provider locations. If you live in the Pittsburgh area and need pregnancy care and or post-abortive support, or you know someone who does, please, please contact our friends, Pastors Jay and Tiffany Gilbert at East Liberty Women's Care Center. The phone number there is 412-956-5433. Thank you so much for listening today, and remember to always... Pursue the truth.